Hello, you are listening to An Open Dialogue, and I am Violet Howe. And I am Todrick Candle, and this week I have the uh, the Golden Girls theme song going through my head. Thank you for being <laughs> a friend. Um, and it's not because it's on my Discover Weekly this week, which in fact it is. If, you, uh, if you're a Spotify person, I, I, my music changes up every week, thanks to Discover Weekly. Um, but because we are talking about friendship goals. Yes. And this was suggested... This, you know, we find inspiration everywhere, don't we? We, we yes. find it like everywhere. And we keep and this a little was, running list of we things do. we'd like to talk about. Yes. And this was suggested uh, by an article that we both read about uh, two high profile friends. And, and that's funny. They are friends with a lowercase f and friends with an uppercase f. They are Courtney Cox and uh, Jennifer Aniston, who have yes. been friends, lowercase, um, for probably 25 some years how long has it been since friends was on the air oh my god longer than i care okay to yeah it was like well, the early I 90s believe friends, my right my which daughter... can i ask why do you have the golden girls theme song when we're starting out with an article about friends didn't you have the friends theme song well i would head? but it's thank you for being a friend oh okay. that's the golden girls theme song Okay. Thank you for being a friend. Well, you know, I'll be over here okay. mentally singing yes. the friends Go theme ahead, song. Be. I'll be there for you, and you be, be over there. But think about it. I'll be there for you. Doesn't have the word friends in it anywhere. This is true. Mm-hmm. So is that's true. why it was. That's why it's. Yeah, that's why it's in there. So okay. yeah, and friends. Friends came out. I remember very clearly when Friends debuted because. We had just moved back to New Jersey, so that means my daughter would have been, my oldest daughter would have been five, so 25 years, yes, because she just turned 30, Um, and I remember reading about the fall shows, and they said, uh, this new sitcom that's coming out, uh, they, they mentioned the song, Billy Don't Be a Hero, and I was, that was one of my favorite songs when I was small, so I was like, oh. I want to watch this show. If they, if they know what Billy Don't Be a Hero is about, I want to watch this show. So, uh, yeah, I've been watching Courtney and Jennifer for years. And I think that um, I think it's cool that they've been friends off screen and on screen for that long. Well, I think that that like what one of the things that we had talked about was kind of like those like, you know, and, and we title this episode Friendship Goals. I think we all right. want to feel like there's a group of people that has our back no matter what. Right. That they're excited when we're excited, they're sad when we're sad, they're mad when we're mad, and that, you know, we're going to go through life together with whatever ups and downs those may be, knowing that those are, you know, those are our pals, those are our friends. And I, and I think there's several different levels of friendship, and I have a lot of acquaintances that I consider friends. Um, obviously, in, in today's social media age, we have Instagram friends and Facebook friends and Twitter friends that we may not have ever actually met. We have our work friends, you know, people within our work circle and our peer circle. We have childhood friends. We have high school friends. We have college friends. We have all these different classifications for friends. But I think that there's that core group that kind of ascends above all of that. And for some people, it may be one person. And for some people, you know, it may be a group of six. But those are your ride or die. Those are your people that, you know, that's who's really going to be with you in the thick of it. That's who, you know, if you're puking, you will let them drop off chicken <laughs> chicken noodle soup. They can come to your house when it hasn't been dusted and picked up. Um, you know, they, 
they know you're wearing period panties right now. Like they just, you know, that's, that's your people that are ride or die. And, um, or as, as my friend Karen used to say, the, the bury a body friend, that if it's the middle of the night and you've got to call somebody to bury a body, there's very few people you could actually call. Um, and I, by the way, I'm not one of them. I'm, <laughs> I'm scared of the dark. I'm completely freaked out by dead people. And I have a terrible problem with a conscience of doing anything wrong. So I would tell you the first, the first time I saw a police officer, I'd be like, oh my God, we buried the body. So yeah, I'm not your bury the body friend, but um, that anything reminds else, me. Yeah, I'm that, with you. That reminds me of the movie Nine to Five. And I think that's, that's like a really cool friendship movie because you have these three women who... Um, you know, really did not have anything in common except where they worked. And then they discovered that they had a, a hatred of their boss. And, and they developed this friendship and then thought that they had killed the boss. And I mean, it's just, and I'm thinking about them riding with the body in the back and, right, and you know, right. the one being like, I'm going to tell the policeman. And the other be like, be cool, be cool. Lily Tomlin, hysterical. So yeah, that, that is, that's the level of friendship. Do you remember who your very first best friend was? Um, yeah, actually I do, um, because we are, we're still in touch. Um, I have, um, two people and I, and I honestly don't know which one I met or befriended first because they are, they're both like in my earliest memories. And, um, one would be Bonnie, Bonnie Vance and mm -hmm. the other would be, um, Donna Parkman. And both of these are people who I, I had a, a very small hometown and though we moved a lot, both my mother's father and my family and my father's father, I can't even talk. Both my mother's family and my father's family are all from that small town. And so no matter where we moved to, that was kind of always where we came back to as a home base. And so these were, were you know, two young ladies that I met there. Um, I've known them both um, since like kindergarten age or even before. And so, um, and, and I'm very fortunate, you know, because of technology being what it is today that I'm, I'm still in touch with both of them. Hmm. I was you? I was told that my first best friend was a a boy named Chris who I called Ka because I could not say his name. I was two years old. We lived um, in a trailer park outside Fort Knox, Kentucky, and I was deeply envious of his tricycle. Apparently, um, I I have very vague memories of him, but the first friend who I really remembered, uh, her name was Susie Collins, and we met in kindergarten in Modesto, California. And um, sadly, I have I am not in touch with her. The last time I think I saw her, I was in high school, maybe, maybe not even that. Maybe it was middle school. We went back to Modesto at some point and, and we were able to get in touch. But I mean, I've looked for her on social media. I'm in touch with one person from my my elementary school Um in California and I've asked her and she said no and and I'm I mean I I remember her I remember her birth date I remember her middle name I remember her family's names and I have not been able to track her down so Aww. if anybody out here knows Susie Susan Collins of uh Modesto California area hey you know tell her Give to get us in a touch. shout out yeah tell her to get in touch but um uh, because we moved so much and um, yes, we had a home base, but I had not started school there. I had, I'd been born there, but, um, we moved so many different places. I did not keep friends. Um, I did not, when, when we came back to our home base, I was in fourth grade, which is a horrible, horrible, horrible time to start a kid in a new school, especially a school where kids have gone 
have been together since they were in kindergarten. Um, and so I really don't have, I, I really don't have friends from those days. Um, I'm still in touch with three, four, five, maybe three or four people from my high school. Um, but not, you know, not in a deep way. Well, I think that, I think that part of the reason for that is because we, we tend to bond with people at certain stages of life. And then as we, you know, as we move forward or move on, you know, our life changes and, and our goals change. So like people that I was friends with in high school, we were at the same stage of life. Right. We were in the same part of life yeah. and we were going through the same things together. And, and we have, we have bonds and things that held us together. And then when I moved to college, you know, you have a different group of yeah. friends and a different stage of life. And then, um, when I worked, um, I worked at the Grand Floridian, um, Grand Floridian Beach Resort front desk at the Grand Floridian. So I have friends from front desk and where we were, like, you know, I was in my early 20s then and I was, you know, life consisted of, of going out and dancing and sleeping late and hanging out by the pool and, and you know, working Your front early desk 20s and... were very different than my early 20s, darling. <laughs> we already had kids. <laughs> so then, um, you know, then I look at like I had mommy friends when mm -hmm. I first had Logan and I had, you know, uh, friends in the wedding industry. And I, and I think that like, it's funny how you, you kind of move on to the next stage of life and a new group of friends. And it doesn't mean that you necessarily had a falling out with those people or that you no longer like those people. But I, I kind of liken it to hamster wheels that, you know, we're all in the same hamster wheel together. And I jumped off and I went and got on another hamster wheel. Yeah. And so now I'm on a hamster wheel with a different group of people. And it doesn't mean that I don't like those people on my former hamster wheel but we're just all running and we're busy and we're you know working towards a goal and, and so we don't see each other as often or we don't connect as often but I feel like um what I'd really like for us to talk about is like the the again the people that rise above that like right. the people that remain your friends no matter which hamster wheel you're on the mm -hmm. people who your relationship with them um, reaches a point where it, it really doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. You, you know that, that that's just, you know, that that's, it, it almost becomes a family yeah. relationship, like a, rather than, than just a friendship. I wanted to, I wanted to read to you, I looked up definitions of mm -hmm. friendship and um, depending on which one, you know, which dictionary you subscribe to, the Cambridge Dictionary says it's a person you know well and who you like a lot, but is not a member of your family. Merriam-Webster says it's one attached to another by affection or esteem. Um, here's another one that says a person um, who, whom one knows and with whom one has a bond of mutual affection. My favorite may be the Urban Dictionary definition. <laughs> a friend is someone who tells you if you're being stupid, but doesn't make you feel stupid. Oh, I like um, that. Yeah, I do too. And and I think that when I see people like busy, um, busy, busy Phillips, Phillips and Michelle and Williams, yeah, or Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston, or Nicole Kidman and Naomi Watts, like you see these people who have what we see as larger than life friendships, you know, mm -hmm. but those are, those are the people that no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter what guy you're dating or married to or divorced from, <laughs> no matter where you're at and, you know, in parenting or career or what size jeans you're wearing, those are the people that are still tried and true. They're, you know, they're still there. They're still there for you. And, um, what do you think makes a friendship develop to that level? What separates it out from, you know, this is a person that I'm close with and that I enjoy hanging out with and that I love to go to dinner with. And this is a person that, you know, if, if, 
if all else fails, this is somebody that I want by my side. I just, I just don't even, I, I don't have any experience with that. I, I honestly don't. I am, I have not, um, other than my husband. I mean, he's the one, the one constant in my life. So you don't um, feel like you have any close friends that have just stayed in your life beside you no matter what? No, not who I would consider. I mean, there's people who I'm still in touch with, um, you know, who, who I've been, who I can like have a conversation with, but we probably have a conversation maybe twice a year, maybe. Um, and it's not like, it's not somebody who I would call if I was, if I was in a, in a dire circumstance. Um, no. See, and that's, and you're, you're, I have to say your answer surprised you. Like we always try not to discuss these topics ahead of time so that when we have this conversation, um, in the podcast that, you know, what we're discussing is fresh to us, it really surprises me because I know people that you have been friends with for years that I consider you very close to. So it's interesting to me that your answer is that you don't have that. Um, I, well, we're talking, how long are we talking? You know, because I don't I mean, think, it, I don't think there's a time period. Maybe I'm talking about, maybe. the. Le- I, I don't think it has anything to do with years. I can, I can tell you people I've been friends with for 40 years. It doesn't mean that they're at that level of friendship with me. I can tell you people that I've been friends with for four years that mm-hmm. I feel like are at that level. So I'm talking about the level of commitment and friendship versus the time period that you've been friends. Yeah. Like I, I, I think for me, it's, it's a, it is when you go past just being friends and, and there becomes this, this level of like, I don't, I don't know, like squad goals or friendship goals or whatever we're talking about yeah. where, you know, you know, that's a person that you can count on no matter what, you know, that's a person that, that kind of knows your, your black spots and kind of knows your, um, your quirks and your faults and your flaws and love you and support you. It's, there's a quote that I love that says, it's, you know, it's a person that sings a song to you when you forget the lyrics, right. like, sings you know, the sings song your song your to you. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you, I think you have that. So it's interesting to me that you don't think you have that. I, I, I actually, um, I, I think a lot of it for me is history. My mother was, was the kind of person who would make a friend, that friend would be everything. And then something would happen and that friend would be gone. You know what I mean? She, right. she would put no, people on I a understand. pedestal and then, and then something would happen. There would be something would come and then boom, that, I mean, she had, she had a couple of long-term friends, but they were not necessarily, um, people who live near us. Um, and they were not necessarily, um, I, I don't know that it would, it would necessarily even be termed a, a close friendship. And I think my family, my father always said to us, it's the four of us. It's, that's it. We don't, you know, my father was not somebody who developed friends either. He had acquaintances, he had business associates, but it was family and that was it. And really even extended family, he didn't really care about. He would be like, eh, you know, take, take him or leave him. Um, and I did not have positive experiences with girlfriends, um, pretty much at, at most stages of my life. I would say I have a lot of people who I, who I enjoy, um, uh, friendships with, but there are very few people who I would be comfortable going to in a, you know, in a bury the body situation. It would be, I would, I would take care of it myself or I'd probably call one of my daughters, um, because <laughs> they're, they're, they're blood their blood contracted to have to do this um see and i think that's a i think that's a a a definite product of the difference in our upbringing yeah because even though i'm from a very large family i have very you know obviously a very different family upbringing than you do and i love my family but because of several issues 
I'm not that close to anyone in my family. I don't, I don't have an extremely close relationship with anyone in my family. And I think my friends have filled right. that void, you know, yeah. even though they're not blood, um, you know, um, that I have, I, I rely much more deeply on my friends than I do on my family. And I'm not, um, uh, when I'm saying family, I mean just my immediate family because no, I don't right. have a relationship with my extended family. So right. I, it's just my my husband, my my daughters. I have friends um, who who I love and, and who I guess I'm relatively close to. Um, uh, one in particular who we became friends during my homeschooling years and she transitioned into, uh, into the publishing industry with me too. And, and she has helped us move multiple times, um, you know, and, and I know that if I said to her, you know, but, but she has become like almost our, our family in a sense that, that if I said to her, hey, I've got a, you know, a sick child or, um, you know, when, when she had family loss, we tried to be there for her too. Um, I, I do think, and, and maybe this is a, a me particular thing, but I don't know that it is, that there are sometimes that you have friendships for different aspects of your life. I always remember, um, I read Helen Gurley Brown's book, Having It All, when I was in high school, and it became kind of my Bible. Um, Nobody freak out. It wasn't the real Bible to me, but it was just kind of became (laughs) a a basis for me for, um, you know, the kind of the rest of my life, especially the rest of my life as a woman. Um, And I remember her talking very clearly that she had friends, good news friends, bad news friends, friends who she would go to for um, you know, professional things, friends who she would go to through relationship things, and that she really didn't have one person in her life who filled all those. She had, um, you know, she had said that she has one friend who whenever she was like going to complain about something, she could call because they were great about saying, hey, it's okay, you can do it. I know, I know that's a really bad time, but it's okay because that friend was was great about encouraging and another didn't want to hear any bad news. And I have friends like that who I know that if I am, I need a sob fest, I shouldn't call them because they're going to completely shut it down and be like, I, I don't want to know this. I don't, I can't, I can't handle right. this. Right. Um, and I think you also learn in times of severe trials who, you know, who is going to stick. Um, when my, when my father died and then my mother got sick, I found out very quickly who was there for us and who wasn't. Um, you know, I, we just, we had people who just stopped calling and stopped taking our calls because I couldn't, I was at the hospital all the time. If I wasn't at the hospital, I was with my kids. So, um, you know, we, we learned that very quickly. Um, but you know, I, I, I think that friendship has always been one of those things that has, I'm not going to say eluded me, but it's, I write about it a lot. If you, if you read my books, you know that, that I, it's one of the things that I kind of write about a lot. It's definitely something I've, I've been trying to explore over the years. And a lot of the friendships that are um, represented in my books probably are my wishful thinking, what I would have liked to have had in my life. So. Well, I think, I mean, I, we, I think we definitely see this in a lot of movies and books. Um, you know, I think of like um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. Like, I, I do think it's something that many people envy 
or many people would like to have. I remember reading a, a story a while back. There was a lady who um, was um, fighting breast cancer mm -hmm. and she had this group of friends, you know, that they'd been friends for years and they literally like, they took turns taking leave from their jobs and flying to where she was and, you know, helping with her family and doing, and I just remember thinking like, wow, like how amazing to have that strong of a squad. And, yeah. um, and, and to my peeps that are my squad, I'm not saying y'all are not that amazing because y'all are truly that amazing. But, but I just feel like it's something that, that it, the reason it's so popular in our books and in our movies is because it's something that we, that we do wish we had, that we wish we had, um, people that we knew we could count on no matter what, right. that no matter, you know, how flawed we might be, no matter how low we might fall, no matter, you know, what we're going through that there's somebody that's going to love me no matter what. I think right. we look for that. We look for that unconditional love in our heroes and heroines. And it's something that appeals to us in romance. But I definitely think that we want to hear about that unconditional love and friendship. And I think, you know, when you see like, you know, Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox is, you know, stood by her side, stood by Jen's side through all this stuff that's, you know, happened to her and the way the media plays it out or whatever. And I do think versa. we look at, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I do think we look at that and kind of go like, oh, wow, that's so cool. I wish I had something like that. And like, I, you know, I, I again, I'm not downplaying the friendships that I have. Um, I have some, some ladies in my life that I'm very appreciative to and um, who have gone above and beyond for me and know that I would go above and beyond for them. But um, I, I feel like it's for me, like I, I had asked you the question of like, what do you think takes that friendship to the next level? And for me, I think it is exactly what, what you were saying that lady has where she has like, you know, the friend for encouragement and the friend for this mm -hmm. and the friend for that. I think it is a friend who no matter what you're going through is still there and still steady. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That, that you don't, there doesn't have to be a certain box or a certain condition or a certain situation to check off in order for that friend to be the one that you call. That that's somebody that, you know, that no matter what, there's, there's still the same steady or the same, you know, stability yes. in your life. I agree. And, and I think that it's hard. I think that, I think that friends have the ability to, um, if you open up yourself to, um, to that level of trust, they also, they, they not only have the power to, to really be your friend, to be there to provide support or whatever, but they also have the power that you, you've given them to hurt you. And I think once you've experienced that, I, my personal experience has been that once you have gone through that, you are very, very careful and very loath to, to give that trust easily again. Um, I had a group of friends who I was very close to um, in the uh, when I was, I guess David was pretty little. Um, and I had really just, uh, it was my, maybe like my third or fourth year homeschooling and we met on a, uh, a curriculum group and we became such good friends as this large group of friends that, um, you know, we, we actually formed our own group. We visited each other's houses. We did, you know, we, we did all these different things and that group broke apart over time and, and some of us became friends or whatever. And, and several of us, remained very close friends um but I've lost all of them too just circumstantially and 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 I'll be honest politically too um, right you know which has been it's been very hard in the last years um I, I think it's hard I have friends who 
who I can talk to about certain topics, but because I also have faith, if that friend does not share my faith, it's really hard because that's a big part of my life. Um, if you, I, I, you know, when I first, I was the first one in my group of high school friends to clearly get married. Um, I was the first one to have children. And I remember that just realizing that divide. I came home for the first time with Devin when she was four months old. And I was so excited for all my, my friends back in New Jersey to meet her. And they could have cared less. They were like, eh, it's a baby. Why do you want a baby? You know, it's like, she's the most perfect thing that ever, you know, <laughs> that ever came on this earth. Right, right. You must, you must appreciate her and understand. They were like, I remember we were watching, I was watching a movie with a group of friends and, and we had just flown from Hawaii. So clearly the child had jet lag, you know, and I had to keep going upstairs and they were like, is she always this needy? I was like, she's four months old. You know? <laughs> yes, she is always this needy. You know, and I, I just realized at that point that I was, I had nothing to talk to them about anymore because they were still in college and they were still having fun and going out and drinking and, and, you know, worrying this boy and that boy and whatever. And I had to worry about housework and formula and diapers and, and plane tickets and that kind of thing. And I just thought, well, that's, you know, that I've just, I've just realized this huge divide. Um, and I think that that help that happens in your life. You, you do, as you said, you reach these divides and it's, it's a rare person who crosses with you over that, over that divide. Um, right. And, and those divides can come at a lot of different times. I think we're at another point in our lives now where we're seeing that, you know, as we, as we age. Right. You know, right. So, well, and I, I definitely think that, um, it's the, it's the rare friendship that, that survives, like I said, you know, the, the, the different hamster wheels, it's yeah. very hard to be running on a hamster wheel definitely. and communicate with somebody that's not on that wheel with you. And so exactly. I, I do think it's hard for friendships to survive that there's so many changes, changes that we go through as a person, our, our interests change, our um, lifestyles change, our mm -hmm. priorities change. And so it's, you know, it, it's hard to, to remain as close as you were to a person at one time, you know, yeah. even though, even though you may still have um, love in your heart for them, you know, that it's, it's hard to remain close to them. Um, and I think sometimes so. it comes back around. I had, I had one friend from high school who, who had, who married much later than I did, who had children, her, her oldest was actually a year younger than my youngest. Um, when she had that baby, I took care of him, he, he, you know, and, and I took care of her subsequent child too. And, and that after years of us kind of being in touch sporadically, suddenly we were in each other's lives every day and, and our friendship came back around to being as close as it had been in high school. Because again, you know, we, we had that and we had maintained kind of a contact over the years. But uh, um, so I don't, I don't think that it always... I think that I think that those hamster wheels can turn, but maybe sometimes you both jump on a new hamster wheel together. Maybe that's right, what it is. Right. I don't know. Well, I think that our friend, when you know, when we talk about friendship goals, I, I don't think our goals necessarily have to be that we jet set off to Cabo San Lucas and have margaritas and chips together. Although, <laughs> Although that, that would be sounds great lovely. Too. That, that sounds yeah. Let's go or to that Bali. you know we attend all the the Oscars and and uh, and movie awards together. Although that sounds let's, great too. Let's do that too. But maybe those should um, be our goals. I think our friendship goals should be um, that we seek to support our friends Definitely. no matter what mm -hmm. stage they're in um, and, and that we seek to be open to their changes, to their flaws, to their hardships, you know, that, that we, 
that we look with an open heart towards our friends and seek to be the person that study for them no matter where they're at. Um, and then I think that we accept what other people can give us. You know, if you've got that friend who's not able to give you support when you just need to vent, then to accept that that's, that that's where she's at and that it's not a reflection of you and it's not a reflection of the value of the friendship that you have with her. She's just not that kind of friend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, th I think it's okay that we have these different levels of friendship. And yeah, I think that, do. you know, it's okay that we have casual acquaintances. It's okay that we have friend Facebook friends. It's okay that we have, absolutely you know, good time friends. Yes. But, I, but I think we also need to um, allow ourselves to be open to have those, you know, friendships that rise above that and, and to seek to be that kind of person for someone else. And, and I will say that it's been um, one of the, the unique uh, blessings of being an author has been um, watching friendships develop between my readers. Um, I, I have a, a very tight knit core group uh, who I'm part of, but I love seeing that if I'm not there, they still are there for each other. Are you and, talking about Tadras Temptresses? Uh, yes, although there's a, okay. yes, even, yeah, the, the, most of them are within that group, but there's there's also even even a, a subgroup in there who, um, you know, have been with me for a long time. And um, and again, I, I know I love when they actually like meet up and, 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 and when they support each other, when they say, hey, listen, we know what you're going through and we'll go beat that person up for you, you know, and, and we'll, you know. I had we'll a friend one time, I had a guy who, who did, um, something, um, not, not horrible in terms of like assault or anything like that, but just mm -hmm. in the way he handled, um, our relationship did something that just was really wrong and very hurtful. And I was, it was devastating at the time. And my friend who knew him, but was a closer friend to me than she was to him emailed him and basically was like, you know, you are such a jerk. You're such an ass. And I can't <laughs> believe that you've done this. And like, I can't tell you how good that made me feel. I know that's probably horrible on some kind of terms that I was happy that she like, you know, <laughs> told this guy off. But the fact that my friend was more concerned about my feelings than she was about how that guy thought of her or felt of her, that she was willing to confront him. She was willing to call him out and willing to say that was a real jerk thing that you did because my feelings were more important to her than what he thought of her or what his feelings were. Right. And that meant a lot to me. Like yeah. that was that was kind of like, oh my God, she's got my back, you know? Um, so I, I don't know. I, I guess I guess in, in kind of closing, like our, our friendship goals would be to be the kind of friend to someone that you wish you had. True. But also, you know, to kind of to be forgiving and accepting of what people are able to to be absolutely and you know as you said that when you were just giving that last the last thing it something popped in my head it, it's probably one of my favorite friendship tv movie whatever fictional are, are the sex in the city girls um and and it reminded me of in the movie when charlotte says to big i curse the day you were born <laughs> and she's she's been like yeah. waiting to say it and yes. she just like lights into him and she said i i advocated for you and you hurt her and that's the kind of friends we have and i think that that's that um whole television show is so fascinating to me because you see that there's these four group of women and they aren't always at the same stage and yet no. They say, I don't understand exactly what you're going through, but I love you anyway. When Miranda has the baby, none of them know anything about, they're like, mm, we don't know this, but 
it's okay. We love you. Um, when, when Carrie decides to get married and Samantha says, I hate the fact that you're getting married, but because it's you, I love you and I'll support you. That is where I think that, I think that's what you're talking about. But that's I think that's that. Yeah. Course. I yeah. think that's exactly it. It's that unconditional yeah. that I love you right? and whatever you're going through, whatever you've done, whatever has happened to you, wherever you're headed, I still love you. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so I, I think that that is something that um, that all of us want and need. And some of us may get that from family and some of us may get that from our spouse or partner. And some of us may get that from the books we read and the movies we watch. Mm -hmm. And some of us are fortunate enough to have that in real life, you know, from a friend. But I think that um, I, I think that's one of the reasons that we look to the celebrity relationships or movie relationships or television show relationships or book relationships and, and envy them is because it is an unconditional love. It is an unconditional support. And, and that doesn't mean they just give you mouth service and tell you everything that you do is right. great. I mean, yeah. it's, it goes back to that urban dictionary definition of they'll tell you you're being stupid yeah. without making you feel stupid. Like these exactly. are the people that will call you out on your shit and they will hold you accountable, mm -hmm. but they do it with love and they do it with, with acceptance and with support. Mm -hmm. um, and I think to me, that's friendship goals. Absolutely. It's like knowing that I'm loved, knowing that I'm accepted, knowing that I'm supported and knowing that I have the space to, to screw up or to be real or to kind of like pull off the mask and be myself without fear that I'm not going to be loved or accepted. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. I think that that's, I think that that's absolutely, uh, a wonderful goal. I think that that's it. So we want to hear about your friendship goals. We do. Like, are you a person who has that tight knit group that is your ride or die that you've always been with? Are you a person who has struggled to make friendships? Are you a person who, um, family, you know, maybe cousins or siblings or your own children like that, that, you know, that kind of serves that need. Um, or, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So reach out to us at an open dialogue one at gmail.com. Or you can reach either one of us on social media, violethow.com, todracandle.com, or we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We everywhere. Smoke signals. <laughs> carrier <Yes>. pigeons. <laughs> Smoke signals, carrier pigeons. Um, yeah, I don't think either one of us are scared of birds, so you can send carrier pigeons. I draw the line <laughs> at carrier tarantulas. Do not Ooh. send a tarantula with your message. I will not read it. So, um, we um we appreciate you listening we do if you like it share it if you love it subscribe to it and actually we'll do it anyway subscribe share just just do it no matter what yeah just no do pressure. it yeah, even if you hate it like share it and be like i hated this and then but, you know share yeah. it maybe somebody will like it yes and, so. and, and my newsletter people who I, I know a bunch of you said oh i didn't realize you had a podcast and we're listening this week um i want to give you a special shout out thank you for listening please do share we love you. And to my newsletter people, I swear I'm going to get one out this month. I promise. <laughs> I swear I'll get a newsletter out this month. You know what? You want to talk about friendship goals? I have a little I have a little post-it on my post-it board that says, talk to Violet about newsletter for her. <laughs> <laughs> because we had a conversation. So that's out. my thing. See? I've got it right there. Talk to Violet out. about her newsletter. So there you go. I'm just waiting for you to finish this book. All right. TikTok, well, to all of you out TikTok. there who are my book friends, thank you for being my book friends. I appreciate you. I appreciate your passion for books and characters and all things wordy. And Todra Candle, thank you for being my friend, thank my author friend, my and my friend. life friend, and my podcast friend. Thank you. So, are we supposed to sing now? Thank you for being a friend. I'm not going to sing. 
Okay. But you know what? If you shouldn't. want to sing the the no. Friends theme song, I will do the claps because that's okay. the extent of my. <laughs> Although we'll probably have to. I think everyone pay, yeah. in listening land would appreciate it if we just ended this now. <laughs> All right, and we'll sing we off off mic. All right. All right. Bye. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.